Hey, drivers, if you're looking to do something totally different in the trucking industry than the everyday normal trucking job, check out our new sponsor. Hey, truck drivers, I got some hot news for you. The entertainment industry's leading trucking company is now hiring drivers. We haul for some of the biggest stars in rock, pop, and country music. Plus, we deliver to some of the coolest places like arenas, stadiums, and concert halls. Drivers, check out this package. Drive less miles, about half as an average driver, and the average starting salary is $80,000. And it gets better from there. Each driver's assigned a late model, Peterbilt 579 with a customized sleeper. And on top of all that, you get a nice full benefit package. Drivers, if you're looking to change your life to do something totally different, Something different's waiting for you now. Call us, 888-571-8476. That number again, 888-571-8476. Hey, drivers. Are you thinking about becoming a lease operator? Well, NCI is leasing out one to two-year-old Kenworth T680 double bunk condo tractors. Fully loaded with APU and fridge. Plus, the company is owned by their own product. That's right. They deliver mainly their own freight, which means your business will be thriving for a long time to come. 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. And tell them Talk CDL sent you. Please. Thank you. You know what sucks? Shopping for truckers insurance. You know what sucks more? Not having it. You want to know how to fix that? Call 800-347-5373 and let the trucking insurance experts at Rev help you get the coverage you need without breaking the bank. Rev specializes in providing insurance of all types to small fleet owners and independent owner operators. Whether local, short haul, or long haul, Rev Insurance can get you covered at a price that fits your budget. From liability damages and cargo to workers' compensation and surety bonds, Rev has your back while you're out there on the road. Call 800-347-5373 or visit www.revinsurance.com. That's R-E-V-I-N-S. U-R-A-N-C-E dot com. That's 800-347-5373. Rev Insurance knows truckers because they only work with truckers. I wanted to go over the drug and alcohol clearinghouse that just took effect. All right, let's go over the drug house. The, the drug house? Clearinghouse. <laughs> Are you going somewhere I don't know about? <laughs> Anyways, the reason I wanted to go over it is because I think some people were underneath some misunderstandings about it, and I wanted to clarify it and kind of clean it up a little bit. Okay. So if you're a driver that is currently employed, you do not have to do anything. Your employer should be updating the systems. When you change the job... You then have to sign a release for the clearinghouse to be submitted into it because you're now changing jobs. Okay. I mean, honestly, and I, I 
actually have talked to drivers lately that sounded a little more confused about it. And I t- it was funny. I was talking to a driver the other day that actually failed a drug screen since the clearinghouse. He, I don't know if he's the first ding, ding, ding. You know how like every year they try to see who's going to be the new year's baby. Mm-hmm. Who, who had the baby at 12? Oh, 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 point five. Well, I think he might've been the first clearinghouse failure. Who knows? But anyways, he said something like his employer was trying to get it figured out. So I guess what happens is now, this, I don't know if you've got all the information, but what I heard from him was once you have a failure, now there's like an extra step you have to take to getting back in. You have to do the SAP program, and then you also have to do some other registration to be certified to be able to drive again. Therefore, I'm thinking if a trucking company now when they go to pull your MVR and your DAC, your PSP, your CSA, now they have to pull your clearinghouse. I don't know what's going to be next. But if they see that you failed the drug screen, now I guess there has to be an update in that system showing that you did complete the SAP and you did some registration or whatever. Are you hearing that? Yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't read anything about the extra step. Right. Um, I can tell you that as of when it started, which it started being submitted on, I think January 20th, no, January 6th is when they went live. They've had three, over 3,000 positives. Wow. So they're estimating basically 100 positives a day they were being submitted. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, it's funny. I was just talking to a driver today and it actually kind of flipped my mind a little bit because he, he, he said he had failed a drug screen recently, right? And, he, and he's also in the clearinghouse. Well, he said he had taken a tramadol. You know what a tramadol is? It's a synthetic. Um, I don't even know if it's an opiate or opal. Op- I don't think it is. Mm-mm. It's not. It's a non-narcotic. No, it is. It's still. Yes, it is. Pharmacists say it's not narcotic. I'm telling you, there. It is a mild narcotic. They say it's a controlled stub- substance, but it's not a narcotic. Well, if it's a controlled substance, that is either a narcotic or an opioid or whatever it's called. I'm just saying what the pharmacist. Google say. it while we're talking. Is tramadol an opioid or a narcotic? Anyways, tramadol is like the baby aspirin. Of pain pills. I think you have Vicodin. You have Oxycontin, Oxycodone. And to be honest with you, I don't know which is worse, the codone or the cotton. I think the cotton's the harsh one, isn't it? Uh, Honestly, I don't know. Either way. So he's claiming, because he had a broken tooth, that his doctor gave him Tramadol. So he takes a Tramadol. In the meantime, he gets sent to a, a, you know, random, fails a drug screen, gets terminated. Now he's going through all kinds of crap to get straightened out. He's got lawyers, all this other crap. I'm, I'm telling you, that new system they have, there's no escaping it. Well, what's weird is I have conflicting things. One fact says that tramadol is a narcotic. It says it's classified as a centrally acting oral anagelitic. I can't pronounce I didn't pronounce that right. Anyways, pain drug that contains an opioid, which is a narcotic. Tramadol is approved for the treatment of pain in adults. 
But then when you read down further for Harvard Health Blog, it says that it was it's not a narcotic. How would I just go to the drug information? Yeah, I I believe that it is. And I, I believe him that that's why he failed, because of whatever's in the tramadol. So, but anyways, going back to the clearinghouse itself, it's new. People have been telling everybody for a year now that this thing was coming. And now it's dumping truckers out of the industry. Like you said, it's, it's 100 a day average? 100 yeah. failures a day? Yeah. That's something, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So all you drivers that listen to Talk CDL, you got two choices. Hang it up, hang up the dope, or hang up trucking. You can't have both. No, I mean, I'm telling you, eventually you're going to get nabbed. And you know what's funny, Ruth, and I've talked to drivers that say they've got these things that they take at the GNC store and all this other crap that does work. I think they just haven't been tested correctly yet. And I think once you get pulled for your random, you have so long to show up for it or it's an automatic failure. Right. Any any of them always did that. With the clearinghouse, it's stating here that nothing's changed that that as far as if you have it says it is important to remember that being listed in the clearinghouse isn't a death sentence for a driver's career but it could put a stop to it for a while until the driver can reclaim good standing it also doesn't preclude a carrier from hiring a driver with a past positive test result in fact the addition to the clearinghouse does not change in any way current u.s department of transportation procedures for transportation workplace drug and alcohol testing so i don't know where this extra okay it it sounds like they're making light of the ramifications of failing a drug screen i'm gonna tell you something i I, i've got friends at big companies and low companies, and, and they don't care at all whatever rules you have going on. If you have a drug fail, if you have a failed drug screen and they can see it 20 years ago even, they ain't hiring you. I'm telling you, that's how, that's how stringent companies are on drug failures. They absolutely will not even take a chance, even if you've had your SAP program, everything. Trust me, there's only a small percent of companies that will give you a chance if you've, if you've taken the SAP, which is the Substance Abuse Program. So all I'm saying is, it's really not worth playing with if you really value your trucking career. Well, it says that all violations will be held in the clearinghouse for five years. Right. Okay. So now, and, and you know what? I think that is correct. I, I know a company, they used to report their f- drug failures up to five years. After five years, they said that they were not supposed to report them after five years. So maybe that company was correct also. It says here, drivers who test positive can follow a return to duty, which is called an R. That's it, right there. Yeah, RTD process. RTD uh, status is included in the clearinghouse database. And when the RTD process is complete, the clearinghouse will reflect that accomplishment so that fleets will know that a driver has taken the steps necessary to return to good standing. Return to duty. Yeah. All I'm saying, and I don't want to beat this, you know, with a dead horse. But I'm telling you, it's knocking a lot of people out, especially you guys that live in places like Colorado. You know, you like to smoke a little weed every now and then. I'm telling you, it's a danger to your career. And it is a death sentence to your career in most cases. Who, who, I don't, I don't, I'm not asking you to name who wrote that article, but I'm telling you, from me, it is a death sentence to most of your careers. But I guess after five years, you'd have to start over because here's the deal. There's a lot of truck drivers. I've talked to them lately. Haven't driven in five and ten years. They got thirty years experience, and guess what? They got to go back to school. Yeah, well, that's 
that's the laws of the company that you have to have the experience within the last three years. Right. But with this, it's going to be where no matter what, you're going to have to be put into it because um, some drivers are feeling as though that they, because they're not forced to register right now, that they can get away with not registering, which is true. You, you, you do not have to register with them, but every trucking company out there per qualifications state that you have to register. So either way, you're still going to have to. So even though we're not, the the companies are not forcing a driver to register with the clearinghouse, they cannot get hired or they cannot be looked at until they are registered with the companies. Right. But that's a new DOT law. They have to be registered. Right. But we can't force them to register. No. Okay. I see what you're saying. So, okay. So what Ruthann, just to clear everything, all Ruthann is saying is we can't make you go down into your computer log in and register your name. Mm-hmm. But when you go to hire on with a company, if you're not registered with the clearinghouse, they cannot legally hire you. No. And then here's the other thing. They send you a link. Here's the other thing, Ruthann. A lot of people don't understand this. When you now fail the drug screen, the doctor puts you in there mm-hmm. at your company. Mm-hmm. They, they, the DOT doctor now puts you into that drug house. So let's say you work for Uncle Bob or Uncle Luke or Uncle Joe's trucking and your buddies with them, or you're even family. That trucking company legally has to have what's called a drug consortium, which means they're already in a drug screening pool with other trucking companies. So when a random pops up for nephew Bob or nephew Buck, Uncle Bob has to give that to you. Uncle Bob has to say, hey, you just got a random. And if you don't show up, now you're now that's an automatic failure. Buy that doctor's office. Or whatever you have to, I'm telling you, there's actually no escaping this. And I don't want to sound like everybody's dad here, but I'm telling you right now, the best thing you can do is just don't, don't make the sound like a cliche. Don't do drugs. Well, they, what they're trying to do with this, this whole process, what it's trying to do is get the drivers that are habitually abusing oh, yeah. medications or illegal drugs or alcohol they're trying to get that off there because there's too many now with these accidents that are going on being recognized but what's happening is because everything's moving faster now the speed limits got raised the trucks are you know they're not governed as low as they used to be years ago so what's happening is the damages are so severe they're just trying to stop this from happening anymore and you know unless you want to go all automated and not get behind a wheel anymore Right. You know, fight what, for your right to drive. What did we see the other day in Publix parking lot? Do you remember? Or not Publix out behind um, Walgreens. We were sitting there and a lady drove by with her in her convertible car. What was she doing? She was drinking a little bottle of vodka. Like. <laughs> she had the, those little ones that you get on the airplane. She was chugging them. She was chugging it. I'm like looking at it like, what was that? That was alcohol, but I think it was vodka or something because it was clear. So. Yeah, she was just <laughs> driving around with her top down. Partying. I mean, (laughs) duh. (laughs) And then people wonder why. Anyways, register, keep it clean, get away from the dope, and have a long trucking career. That's really what we're all about anyways, is good drivers. Right. You got anything else? You got something else for for the uh, podcast today or then? Word of the day. What is the word of the day? Let me get over to that screen because, you know me, I never get completely fully prepared. I'm not like that cliche. Hold on. Uh-huh. All right. Germain. 
Jermaine, like as in Jermaine Jackson? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the only Jermaine I know. What, Jermaine what? It's not Jermaine what. It's That's the name, uh, the word. I'm going to play it just so y'all can hear it. Sure. Jermaine. Again? Jermaine. Jermaine. Uh, all right. What, what's it mean? That was me. I know. Relevant to a subject under consideration. Closely related. Okay. Say it again. Jermaine. And it it means what? Relevant to a subject under consideration or closely related. Oh, is there a sentence there or not? Um, Discussing the author's childhood was germane to the lecture on his influences. You can find Jermaine's sources listed in the appendix to the book. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What else you got today for trucking, Ruthann? That's what I got. Is that all you got? That was what I had. That's funny. You know what I was thinking about, honestly? And, and it's interesting because we have a few minutes. I was actually thinking about today, a driver. I was talking to a driver on the phone. He had called in. He had mentioned New York City and, you know, driving in New York City and low bridges. And I was telling him. When I worked for Lentz, we had gotten a load to um, we had gotten a load to Queens, New York. Of course, just seeing that, can you imagine? First off, when I worked for Lentz, everything was on the board. It was a union job, and it was in Pennsylvania, right? So, can you imagine? It's like a it's like a surprise package every day, like a Cracker Jack box. Every day you walk in the uh, warehouse, you punch in, and then you look at the load board. Right. And it'll say your name and it'll say beside it, like, for example, Troy, Brooklyn, you know, Troy, Philadelphia, Troy, Reading. Well, of course, mine said Troy, Queens slash Bronx. Right. Of course, again, you know, even when you live over that way, knowing you're about to take a tractor trailer into Queens and have multi stops in the city kind of sucks it to put it mildly. But anyways, our first our first drop, I couldn't tell you what street it was on, but we got to this bridge we had to go under, right? And we literally got to it and I'm like, I had a helper with me and he got out and he's there, he's motioning me forward and you could see that the truck, you know, he jumped up on the cab and you could literally maybe stick a piece of paper on top of the truck before it was going to start touching the studs on the bridge. And we got underneath there without touching. And the store we were delivering to was, if I told you it was less than 50 feet beyond the bridge, I would be pretty accurate. It was right in that number. So all we did, it was on the left-hand side, and it was a one-way, or no, it was a two-way street. We pulled to the left, and we pulled off, I couldn't tell you, three to five skids of 100-pound sacks of flour, 24 to a skid, okay? So you're looking at, 10, 10 to 12,000 pounds came off the back of that trailer, right? Would you believe after we took 10 to 12,000 pounds off that trailer, we now couldn't fit underneath that bridge? Yeah, I could have believed that. Yeah. we. I mean, that's how crappy them, it's how much it sucks to be driving in New York City. You know, you take off a few skids and now you can't even turn around and go back the way you came. And And the worst part is, okay, we figured out how to get there. So we know our way back. Now we can't go that way. <laughs> now we got to find a new way back. And that was New York City. My first trip into New York City, I kid you not, 
I'll never forget this. Don't kid me. I'm not going to kid you. Okay, good. All right. My first trip to New York City in a tractor trailer. Now, most of the times when I work for Lance, our trailers were only 12.6. Your standard tractor trailer is 13.6. 13, yeah. Right. 12.6, you can go through the Holland Tunnel. Unless they have what's called the alarms, where before you go in the tunnel, you have these um, thing. If your trailer bumps it and it rings the bell, you can't. It, they they turn you away, and you gotta go off a different way and find a different route in. Well, that day that I went into Queens, that was only with a twelve six trailer. Well, so now I finally, you know, I I get my over the road job, right when I left this company, and now I'm in a thirteen six. Did you forget that you had that foot less? Exactly. What I forget, I, well, no, I didn't forget that my trailer was a foot less. I was very aware of that. No foot more. What I forgot was New York City, when they measure their bridges, they measure from your hub, the hub up. They're, they, they're, it's actually a foot difference in New York City. And so I think it's Atlantic Avenue when you're coming in on the BQE, which is, I think, Honestly, I haven't been up there in years. I think it's 278 or something like that. You're coming in, you come across the Verrazano Bridge, and you come across, or you're you're, you're running the BQE, and then you'll you'll come down to I think it's Atlantic Avenue, and you'll start seeing signs: all trucks over 12.6 must exit, or something to that effect, right? And I'm in the middle, and I'm looking at everybody else, and I'm going, they're all, I think they're 13.6, and I'm going, I'm getting on the CB, I'm like, hey guys. Uh, I'm 13.6 here, and uh, this is saying 12.6, and everybody's going, oh, don't worry about it, keep going. Well, you know what I did, right? I got to that bridge. Even though it's Atlantic Avenue, I got almost came to a stop to creep under it right on the interstate. I'm going real slow, and it was really easy to clear. But I'm telling you, the first time you go to New York, when you're coming in and you get across that BQE and you see those signs, it will make you scared and ready to figure out how to get out of there. And I'm telling you, in New York City, you make one turn, and good luck trying to find your way back to that road you just came from. It's how it, there is no such thing as going around the block in New York City. You 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 go and make three left turns, and I promise you, you're not back on that same street. No, you're you're in Chinatown. Yeah, well, no, Chinatown's another place. I've been there too. <laughs> so when you slammed your brakes on practically to creep under the bridge, how many drivers were behind you screaming at you on the CV? Oh no, there was plenty. You know, go ahead, buddy. Just keep going. Don't worry about it. Look, we're all 13 is, is that all they were saying or were they saying, you must be wet behind the ears there, boy? <laughs> what, why do you think they would make fun of me? Because <laughs> you came to a stop. Yeah, but see, not everybody's like you, Ruthann, where we got to hurt people's feelings. Truck drivers are more sensitive. <laughs> we would never do that. I was being nice. <laughs> Now, of course they were saying stupid stuff, but <laughs> I wanted to hear you it. can say whatever you want. It, when, when I'm about to rip a bridge or a, a trailer open, you could call me any name you want, but I'm not going to go. But I realized, you know, honestly, that it, it was exactly what they were saying. But you know what? If, if you took everybody's word... On everything, you're gonna find yourself in trouble through life. Trust me, I, I say, yeah. There's a there's a, a verse that says, "Prove all things," and believe me, you want to definitely prove things, especially if you're in doubt of them. So, anyways, Ruthann, we got some good news coming up. We're gonna be in 
Matt. We're going to be going to the trucking show. We are. In Louisville, Kentucky this year. Um, you know, we, we, we might actually get a table, but I think we're probably just going to be walking around and meeting people. And we have press passes. We do. So we will be able to do any kind of a podcast. If you're at the truck show this year and you want to sit down and hang out with Talk CDL, we have access to quiet rooms where we can actually sit down and set our equipment up and do a podcast with you guys and uh, put you on the show. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that, Ruthann? I think it's totally awesome. Ruthann, you've never been to the show before. I have not. Never been to there. You, did you go to Dallas? No, I didn't go to Dallas. So you haven't been to any show? No, I'm really super excited. I've been wanting to go for years. Right, and now you're going to, Lord willing, you're going to get to go. Finally going to get to go. Yeah, we're going to meet people. Yeah. Get pictures. I'm a people person. Yeah. Are we flying in or are we going to drive in? Um, I'm not sure. I think we're going to have to drive in with our equipment. Right. I don't think so. we'll be able to fly because flying, trying to get the equipment is really ridiculous. A pain. Well, the mic stands are really heavy. Yeah. So then next thing you know, you get your overweight luggage and I don't want to pay 75 bucks just for an overweighted suitcase. Well, I don't suitcase. think the $75 is going to stop us, but it's more of a... Uh, uh, a pain in the butt. To well, if we check everything, last time, time we, we ha- didn't check everything. We tried to take it. We, we took it through security and then we had to go through because Troy didn't want to check his mic stands. No, it wasn't the mic stands. It was the mixers and everything. I didn't want to check them and then have, have you ever seen the videos of the goofballs that load your, load the planes? Yeah, they throw them. Exactly. It's the gorillas or the apes or whatever they are throwing the stuff in. Whatever. So, but anyways, come out and meet us. At the truck show this year, we're definitely looking forward to being there. And we're going to try to get to Dallas also. Mm-hmm. So we're going to try to be at both truck shows this year. And uh, other than that, we're just looking forward to 2020. It just broke in and and uh, it's just rolling away. We're going to make this a good year. Good year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We talk CDL. So mm-hmm. anybody that's got videos or pictures you want us to post, we're getting to those. Uh, all y'all that are have sent us emails. And messages, we're definitely always answering everything that we see. And once again, uh, to those that we haven't gotten to yet that want an interview, just email us, message us. Uh, I've got a few of them. I just have not been able to get everything set, situated up. Right. I, I don't know if everybody's known Troy's been sick, so. Right. And we're making commercials for some new sponsors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, and exactly, we've been actually, I've been down for two weeks. But other than that, we're back, and uh, we appreciate everybody out there looking forward to hanging out with people at the truck show. Is that it? That's it. you have anything else? That's a wrap. All right. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.